0: Hi, everybody. This is the Rebel Daily News live stream. I'm your host, Sheila Gunn-Reed. I'm just getting straightened into the frame. And my co-host today is the lovely Alexa Lavoie. I love talking to Alexa. I don't get to talk to her all that much face to face. We talk probably once or twice a day, though, (laughs) over the phone. But um, it's fun to be able to talk to each other and talk about the news of the day. Alexa, how's it going? ad i'm sure alexa had something super fun to say but i don't <laughs> there
1: we go Sweet. i thought
2: you were able to read in my mind uh i was like we are so <laughs> close that she can actually say what i'm just saying i said i'm really i'm pretty good and i'm pretty really happy to host with you today Shay like because it's always nice to host with you
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. We've got a very uh, fun-filled show today. It's packed with stuff. We're talking about the truck convoy and some other things. We're going to talk a little bit about Russia. Um, But I should tell everybody what we're doing and why there will come a time that we won't be broadcasting on YouTube for the rest of the show um, and to tell people how they can support the work that we do. So as I said, this is the Rebel News Daily live stream. Used to just be hosted on Friday just by Ezra Levant. And I know some people get annoyed because I do this little spiel every time that I do the show, but we do get new viewers all the time. And so we do need to tell them what exactly that we're doing. So um, the pandemic struck. And there's still more news than ever to talk about, but the mainstream media wasn't covering it. And the restrictions are changing day by day in different jurisdictions. And things are moving so fast that sometimes it's not always best addressed in a fully produced video. Sometimes a live stream is the best way to do it. And people used to be able to support the work that we do on YouTube by doing something called a super chat. But then Biden got elected. Big tech didn't have to pretend anymore. And they completely demonetized us along with several other conservative platforms. So, um, we to deal with that, we still broadcast on YouTube sort of kind of because they don't want us there. And that's how you get more of us. But but also um, we don't want to abandon the nearly one point six million YouTube subscribers that we do have. Um, there are some of you who hate click us and that's fine, too. And there's some of you who just enjoy watching us over on YouTube. So we're not abandoning you. We are simultaneously broadcasting on SuperU, Rumble, and Odyssey, and those are three platforms that describe themselves as politically neutral. They don't care about their politics and I don't know about their politics, and I think that's how it should best be. Uh, You shouldn't have big tech policing uh, the politics of its users. So we are broadcasting over there on those platforms. There are different ways that you can support the work that we do. Rumble, Rants, um, Odyssey, HyperChats, and SuperU Shouts, so you can do that. If you send us one of those, Mr. Producer A.D. will send it to me in a message and we'll read it on air. And Alexa and myself will do our very best to address your question, comment, concern, story, idea, topic on air. And uh, there will also come a time during the show today that we will no longer be able to continue on YouTube because there are certain things on YouTube uh, – overlords, they've decided that there are certain things that we can't talk to you about on YouTube, even if they're factually true and even if you're hearing about them on mainstream media sources. Um, Because we're conservative, there are certain things that we can't talk about. Uh, It'll risk shutting down our channel altogether. So to protect our channel, we will say goodbye to YouTube at some point during the show and invite our YouTube viewers to join us on those other platforms. And I I think that is all the nuts and bolts of today unless I forgot something, but I'm pretty sure I got them all.
2: I think I will let you brief <laughs> before we uh, start to chat. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Just like, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done it so many times that I know it off, off by heart. And I, I try to shorten it every time I do it, but I never really get it shorter. I just end up talking faster, which I, I, I uh, guess makes it shorter for the listener.
2: <laughs> Imagine if it was me, it would be like two times more longer. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, anyway, as I say, we ha- do have new viewers joining us every day. So for our regular, regular viewers who are sick of hearing me say that, I'm sorry, when I start talking, go get a coffee, come back, and and I'll be here when, when you get back. Now, uh, we should talk about uh, one of the major geopolitical things that's happening in the world right now. Yeah. And we'll talk about that right now because it's YouTube safe, and that is... Um Biden talking about sending troops in to Eastern Europe to deal with Russia mobilizing its troops for a potential invasion of the Ukraine or of Ukraine. Sorry, I shouldn't say the Ukraine. I should know better than that. I'm, I'm from like Canada's Ukraine, so I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. But um, this is this is something that you would never have seen under President Donald Trump. We see China acting up. We see Putin acting up. Um, Iran um, feels emboldened. the world is a much less safe place now with President Biden in charge.
2: But I have the impression that, um, first of all, um, I don't really know why uh, Biden feel like he needs to send troops. Uh, why we are all the countries to try to, I don't know, go into some fight that is not our fight, but I can understand that uh, some people want to join the fight. Um, I, what I understand most of it is because of NATO, um, the Russia tried to stop them to go to the uh, north. And uh, so that is a really politically big deal f- at the moment. Um, I think it have been accepted so far, but what I was reading um, this morning, uh, what the Moscow asked for um, their new uh, demand have been refused so far. I don't know if you heard a little bit about uh, what was the specific demand from Moscow, but I I don't know so far for that.
0: Um, I've got a a whole completely different angle on this. there's a key player in the region that claims to be an American ally, uh, claims to be a key player in NATO. And yet they are truly the ones propping up the Russian regime. And a lot of this has to do with green energy, in fact. And this is why I think Mm -hmm. green energy is so sinister. And it is a tool of some of the most sinister regimes in the world, China being one of them. They use, um, you know, They use sort of their exceptionality in the Paris Agreement to uh, develop their industries while we can't. Um, Germany has decided to abandon nuclear energy, which is clean. Um, no greenhouse gas emissions, if you care about those sorts of things. They're also moving away from coal, or so they say, which makes yeah. Germany increasingly reliant on Russia. In fact, Germany is the number one consumer of, Amer- or of Russian natural gas. Gazprom is the company. And um, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was just allowed to go ahead. Now, we can't get a pipeline from Alberta to the United States, Biden canceled that, but we can get a pipeline built that will help continue to prop up the Russian regime by getting them access to German consumers. And Germany, whether we like it or not, they're playing a role in uh, jeopardizing the future of a free Ukraine. Right now, Germany, two days ago, they have blocked Estonia so a former Soviet bloc country, from transferring German-made weapons to Ukraine. So they are making sure that Ukraine is not able to defend itself from Russia. That's in the Wall Street Journal two days ago. And Germany is helping fuel the Russian war machine, through its constant propping up of Gazprom by being a major consumer, there's something the Americans could do here that would limit um, Russian influence by teaching Germany a lesson about where Germany should be standing on this issue, and that is that the Americans have 35 and a half thousand troops stationed in Germany. Pull every single one of them out. Germany should not be entitled to the economic activity that 35 and a half thousand Americans stationed there and living there provide to that com- country. Poland, I think two years ago, they offered to President Trump and they sort of saw all this disaster coming with Russia, as Poland tends to do. Uh, they offered. President Trump to relocate those troops to Poland, where the cost of living is much more uh, inviting for uh, someone living on an American salary. Yeah. And that would have been a major economic sanction against Germany and a very big symbolic move against Germany, inspiring them to cut their close ties with Russia. It didn't happen. And now here we are. But I think sanctioning russia i'm not sure that's going to work we need to sanction the friends and allies of russia and call them out because germany is playing both sides of the fence here well
2: (laughs) i should have like read a little bit more (laughs) on it. i can see that you are really more informed than me uh since when you started to look at uh, this conflict it's been a while Uh,
0: yeah quite a while and i'm always it goes back to my interest in green energy and foreign meddling in the Canadian economy. And so some of the anti-fracking sentiment, um, I'll just go back a little, uh, the decline of greenhouse gas emissions in the United States under President Trump was directly fueled yeah. by the natural gas fracking boom there because natural gas is far less greenhouse gas intensive if you care about those sorts of things. I'm not sure that I do. Um, but that's what fueled the decline in those emissions. But yeah. Russia realized that if the Western world becomes um, you know, the Saudi Arabia of natural gas, and we really are, um, that it would threaten their stranglehold on much of Europe as a major gas producer, especially as you could... Um, co- you could condense natural gas into a liquid and put it in tanker ships and transport it across the ocean safely. LNG it's called. So um, Russia started to get uh, worried about that. And what they did was, and this came out in a United Nations um, report that they started funding American environmentalist groups as part of a demarketing campaign against fracking and against the natural gas boom in the Western world. And they started playing a role in blocking pipelines and blocking energy independence because Russia knew if North American LNG could get to Europe, all of a sudden they're not so powerful. And for Russia, I think using their economic influence as a major energy supplier is their way to reform the old Soviet Union, to become the power player in the region and regain their position as as like a superpower in the world. And so that's where my interest in all of this comes from. And it sort of flows from there. Yeah. See, this is Germany's reliance on Russian gas limits Europe's options in the Ukraine crisis. And so this is why energy independence is so important because it does not fuel these radical dictatorships who are going to take
2: over the world. Yeah, but when we look at um, Russia and China is all now together and now they are invited like most and most country right now. Um, When we look at they are, um, China is already into all uh, Africa and now they are trying to get all the uh, natural energy that, the heart have, uh, when they will have all the energy from every country, they will be the most powerful uh, like asian country together, Yeah, like Russia and China. They are getting like all over the place. That's really scary. That's what yeah. I'm really concerned about, yeah.
0: Yeah, and China's got an extreme interest in Africa because it needs access to rare earth mineral mines. And, yeah, exactly. and so that goes back again to the push for green energy. So
2: mm-hmm. you
0: need the Western world to adopt this idea that everybody should be uh, with an electric car, right? Abandon mm-hmm. your reliable yeah. gas powered car that'll get you through the snow. Forget about that. When it's 40 below, it, it starts and it gets you where you need to go. But there's this push to get everybody on electric cars. And who does that help? Mm-hmm. China, because they own all the rare earth mineral mines, particularly yeah. in Africa. And mm-hmm. those takeovers of those mines are quite easy. It's happening without any resistance. Yeah. And uh, for a bunch of people in the Western world who so often decry the idea of colonialism, they're sitting on their hands while China takes over Africa.
2: And I I'm, I was there. I, I, I did like more than mm-hmm. 20 countries in Africa. And I can say that if uh, you are deep into, uh, some land you can take for like less than 20 kilometer. You can take a whole day. And when you pass to the road that is uh, built by the Chinese quickly, you can pass through the country really fast, but you can see it's all Chinese contractor everywhere. And you can see everywhere like that. It is China to Morocco, to um, I was in um, a democratic, uh, Congo Democratic yep. Republic. It was just all Chinese road.
0: I believe it. I believe it. And we're just going to let them do it, apparently. Um, mm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, we should, since we're talking about China, uh, we have yeah. this really weird video from Bill Gates, and every oh, time yeah. I think these people are a bunch of lizards walking around in skin suits, and then I think, no, Sheila, that you're being just a con- judgmental conspiracy theorist. Then they act <laughs> like lizards wearing skin suits. So why don't we talk yeah. about Bill Gates? Why don't we roll that video?
1: I want to wish everyone in China a very happy Lunar New Year. Just as the tiger symbolizes vitality and health, our foundation has continued to work over this past year. The recent troubling and highly contagious Omicron variant means the COVID-19 pandemic is not yet over. Since the onset of the pandemic, China has worked hard to not only contain the virus, but also contributed to closing the equity gap by supporting other countries with many different supplies, including great vaccines. I'm hopeful that by the end of this new year, the COVID pandemic will largely be over. I was also thrilled to hear the news that in June, uh, that the WHO had recognized China's remarkable success in defeating malaria, declaring the country officially free from the disease. So like many of you, I believe the world can become better. And I know that innovation and collaboration are key to getting there. I look forward to once again being able to travel to China to see all of you and this work in person. But for now, have a wonderful holiday and a very healthy and happy new year.
0: Alexia, your face is, says it all. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> is it not, I don't know, I just, is it not two faced to do that when we know that? USA is blaming China to have spread the first COVID-19 and yeah. now they are doing this nice holiday or oh, thank you for your help thank you for what you're doing but in another way or oh, bullshit for I'm sorry for that but yeah you are the cause of everything but in the same time oh happy new year and thank you for your help for whatever you did and you what you bring to us that doesn't it make feels, sense
0: it feels a little bit like an isis proof <laughs> of life video you know like where there's a guy standing over top of you with a gun or a knife ready to cut your head off unless you read this script um you would find less glowing things in that, then what I saw there, I was writing notes, but I don't know how much I can say on YouTube. Yeah, um, exactly. When he's talking that's about how much China has contributed to the fight against COVID-19 by sending supplies out, uh, that's not quite how it worked for Canada. Justin Trudeau rounded up all of our PPE, our medical PPE, sent it to China. Then when China <laughs> was supposed to return the favour, we sent two airplanes over there to yeah. pick it up. Yes. And they sat on the tarmac and came home empty because China never delivered our supplies back to us. They, mm-hmm. they had people going around the world rounding up PPE for themselves. And mm-hmm. the, what that left was the Western world flat footed when the pandemic came to their doorstep. But thanks, China. Yeah. Thanks for well, everything. Bec-
2: because Canadian uh, doesn't remember that our, our supply that we had uh, before. We sent it over because we were like, we have too much. We don't need it at the moment because nothing is happening. So we took every supply that we had, sending uh, uh, to them. And now it's like, yeah. oh my God, something happened. We need, and we we received this. And we, it, it was really good supply that we had. Like we, we talk about really surgical masks and really nice mm-hmm. supply. And we receive in exchange some blue square yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Remember the videos too of
2: those being made? Have you ever seen the
0: videos of those being made in a Chinese factory? Yeah, they're just like laying yeah. on the floor. Yeah.
2: yeah people yeah. on their I, shoes.
3: I yeah.
2: <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. So I'm I'm just wondering like why why doing this kind of message um when we know that something is going on? I don't know. I, we will probably never know, but it—it is it, it, too strange to do it like this. Kind of oh, happy holiday, thank you, and uh, thanks for never yeah. return. Probably what we
3: never did to never, for you. yeah, thank you. Never <laughs> and
0: there's a lot of things that we can say that China did and didn't do during the pandemic, but YouTube will nuke us. And I want to talk about the truckers and their protest. Yeah because that's still YouTube safe. And so the people who are still with us on YouTube, we should talk about that. So um, if you got all your your news from the mainstream media, you would not realize that there was a trucking convoy that started in British Columbia, and it is going all the way across the country to protest the vaccine mandate for truckers. These are not as the mainstream media will tell you, and one horrible Alberta senator named Paula Simons will tell you, unvaccinated truckers. That's not what these guys are protesting at all. Guys and girls, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are against the mandates for truckers. They're against coercion and forced vaccinations and the nonsensicalness of it all. So uh, I know a thing or two about the trucking industry. My husband works in oil field trucking, although he's not he's not truck driver anymore he mostly just sits in his nice pickup and talks on a radio um but uh my father-in-law used to be a long-haul trucker um he's also in oil field trucking and a lot of the truckers never get out of their trucks when they're picking up their load so they just back in swamper or somebody else hooks them up when they go deliver their load it's decked off and that's it so these guys are in no contact with anybody else and for the most part you're living out of your truck. If you're a long haul trucker, you usually have a sleeper. You sleep in the back of your truck cab. So this is like their house. This is like making you be vaccinated for your mobile home, like for your for your RV. You know, it, it's yeah. so ridiculous. Um But this is what Justin Trudeau has mandated for them. And it's also the same going the other way. So a lot of these Canadian truckers who are protesting in Canada are showing support for their American trucking friends who are in the same boat. They can't come into Canada. So they're sort of grounded and separated. And so we had Drea Humphrey covering the truckers as they sort of went through the lower mainland. Mm -hmm. yesterday, very early yesterday morning. She said before church. So that's early for Drea. And uh, we have some footage of that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Um a couple of years ago, we had a, a convoy of trucks roll out of Alberta all the way to Ottawa in support of Canadian mm-hmm. pipelines and then there were sort of uh smaller convoys happening all across uh the prairies. Um, And so that like honking is music to my ears. Um, But last night I was in Edmonton and there were probably 2000 people there to greet the truckers and to give the ones that were leaving from the Edmonton area a send off. And I will tell you, the mainstream media did show up. They sent two camera crews you can tell they're from the mainstream media because of their overly expensive cameras that don't do anything more than my cell phone. (laughs) And then they they stand (laughs) way back on the road, wearing masks outside by themselves because they're the mainstream media. Nobody wants to talk to them. And so they stand out on the road by themselves and they did not set foot inside the rally to actually talk to a single person about why they were there. They didn't bother to knock on a cab of a truck and talk to a trucker, none of that stuff. But you will read coverage in the mainstream media about why the mainstream media thinks these convoys are happening. Um, but it's all just their speculation because they never actually talked to a real person involved in it.
2: Yeah, but it's what they do too when they have a protest in the street. They are staying like really far away. Like if everybody have uh, the peg... Mm, but they are, they are really scared. of, I don't know, probably uh, being harassed by, by them. But at the same time, they are there for freedom. They are there really peacefully. So they probably should join and ask questions to them. But the thing is, I think the mainstream media doesn't want to show what they have yeah. to say because that can change a narrative for some viewer that they have. So they prefer to stay away take some shot thing. And afterwards they can create their own story because yep. they don't have any else for material to show.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened with BC. They had to change their story after the fact, but initially they wrote, um, Oh, they're, uh, protesting road conditions. <laughs> then yeah. People are like, yeah, no, they're not. So then they're like, oh, no, there was two separate groups of truckers. And these guys were protesting yeah. road conditions. And these guys were protesting vaccine mandates. Um, and I thought that's really interesting that you thought even yeah. if that second or if yeah. that first convoy even existed, it's interesting that that was the one that you chose to cover by the way
2: and, and the, on the, the this article about the maintenance of the truck you know the lack of maintenance yeah I took the picture I, I look at the picture and the third truck was wearing in the front of the truck you can see it if you zoom it it's a flag of Canada flip flop yeah that yeah. doesn't mean like lack of maintenance that means that <laughs> where the the Canada is on the bad occupation and we need help yeah distress <laughs> and we need help
0: um ad i don't know if you can go to my twitter feed um we had a just a video of maybe one third of the people that converged on the truck stop west of edmonton last night um i had to climb a snowbank uh, just so i mm-hmm. can get uh footage of everything and it was like three times as much uh, by the time the truckers finally got there because they were delayed um dot so department of transportation um opened some scales and slowed them down so they had to go in through the way scales and and have all their log books checked before they could go on but this is you can see all the cars those are people who've driven into show support all the truckers in the background um and so this is like at 4.30. Truckers didn't even show up till 7.30. And this place was packed. It was all down the roads. Like, see that road there? It was just full of people. Road, it was people were carpooling in. There was not anywhere, I think, within a kilometer where you could park later on. The parking lots across. And this is a major truck stop. So they have so much parking. But it was just packed. There's like 1,000 people on the other side there. It was just insane. Wow. People showed up with food for the truckers, soup, Um, a mom and her kids were bringing, they had cookies that they had brought for the truckers with a little note thanking them for uh, taking the time to go all the way to Ottawa to defend the future of our country. Um, It it was just, it was really heartwarming to see. And Mm -hmm. nobody there really was like, I mean, I'm sure there are, there's always people like that in every crowd, but there were not like rabid anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. These were just people who are saying, no, we just don't believe in the coercion. Whatever side of the argument you fall down on, it doesn't yeah. matter. It this is between you and your doctor, your family, whoever, not you and your government and a border guard. Yeah.
2: It's a choice. It's your choice to decide. Uh what do you want to inject into your body? That's it. It's not the government should decide. It's a doctor, and you should decide with your doctor. And especially yep. if you don't feel that you need it, don't take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is
0: the letter. Uh, this is the letter the lady was giving out um, to uh, the truckers. We'll have to zoom in. I th- I still have this note in my Jeep, by the way, and I did eat the cookies because. Uh, that was all I had for supper because I thought it would be out of there a little sooner. But it says, Thank you for standing up for all Canadians and the Canada we loved. Thank you for standing up against division, segregation, and hate. Thank you for standing up for the children of Canada. We will inherit the consequences of what the grown ups of our country let happen. Thank you for standing up for our right to decide what happens to our body and us kids' right to play, participate, and just be kids. Thank you for choosing to transport goods so we can have what we need. Thank you for taking your time and your truck to bring Ottawa to a halt and bring the whole country or and to bring our whole country to its knees. It should not have to happen this way but we are ever grateful that someone is standing up for our future. Cookies make everything better. Hope these cookies make your long ride better and that you get so much support along your journey. Thank you from the kids of Canada. And so this wow. mom and her kids had baked hundreds of these cookies and they were going to the trucks and giving them out. Some people are in their trucks, but some people are in their personal vehicles and they've joined the convoy too. And this mom and her little kids were out there sending a message of support to them. And those are the kind of people out there. So when you see Mm -hmm. the mainstream media saying, Oh, this is a bunch of sexist white supremacists, whatever they use to discredit them. You, if they had taken a minute to wander into the crowd, they would have seen A lot of wholesome goodness like that and when I was there last night it was like a family festival there were kids throwing snowballs Uh, these little kids had brought their little power wheels truck and they had put their like go truckers sign on the back and they were driving around their little um, electric truck it was super cute Um, but that's what it was like it was just families just showing support for the people who literally keep the economy moving every day these guys have worked 21 22 months without a vaccine if we didn't have them working at the beginning of yeah. the pandemic, we never would have gotten through it. Yeah. And now they're being thrown out like garbage, like our healthcare workers.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty excited because I will be in Ottawa when they will all arrive. Uh, we talk about people getting from Stansted, um, St. Bernard de la Colle, uh, where it's actually close to Roxanne Road. Um, we will have people from BC, uh, people from all the the, the provinces, Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan. And uh, I'm really excited to see all of them all united and re- reunited in Ottawa. Um, probably Ottawa will be jam, jam, because yep. if we talk now, I, I've heard so far 60,000 truck, uh, but I think it will go to almost 150,000. Um, they want to occupy... Uh, Ottawa until the decision of the federal flip, uh, we'll see if, uh, that will work. I will be there. And that happened in the same time on the 30 in, um, Montreal where the restaurant, some of them will, will reopen yep. the restaurant as well. So everything will happen in the same weekend. I don't know. Um, same like the truck, uh, driver was same thinking, thinking of, after they are done with Ottawa, they are planning, some of them, to move to Quebec because of the Lego government measure administration that is one of the worst. And it's because everything starts in Quebec for all the decisions. So they are planning yep. probably to go there and say, hey, we are there too. So you are not going too far too. Like you will, you will taste what we all just did for uh, the federal one. We are going for the provincial one. Um,
0: Yeah, some of the truckers uh, are saying, some of them are saying they're staying until the mandates are lifted. Some of them are going to have to come home, um, and some of them are carrying on. Um, So it'd be interesting Mm -hmm. to see uh, how that shakes out. But I think, to your point, this is the first real national movement. Against the mandates. There have been, you know, restaurants that opened up in Alberta and there are have been uh, churches that opened up in Alberta and gyms that opened up in B.C. and and uh, freedom protests and curfew breakers in Quebec. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the first time that it has been from all provinces, people joining together to fight the vaccine mandates for truckers. Um, But. I mean, this is really, as we were talking in the live stream meeting this morning, this is about the middle class getting squeezed Mm -hmm. out. Um, and so the power is concentrating at the elite level and Mm -hmm. the middle class, we're just supposed to shut up and do what they tell us. And, um, I know a little thing or two about truckers and they're they're not inclined to go. You don't get into long haul trucking because you want somebody over your shoulder telling you what to do all the time, by the way.
2: But the middle class, if they they are not rising and standing up right now, they would transfer on the lower class. Yeah, exactly. And and that's it. And it's now or never. It's you talk, you stand up or you close your mouth and you comply but if you yep. do it, you will live with the consequences that will like, be, will be there for years and years and years and years and years, probably for the rest of our life. So yep. you took the decision to stand up, to change the thing and to decide that your future needs to be better of what is going on right now. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mr. Producer AD whispers in my ear that we should get off YouTube. But before we do... Um, I want to show a few images from Calgary. So uh, there were people waiting out last night for the truckers to come. And like I said, the truckers were two hours late to go through Edmonton, and it's four hours roughly by truck from the west side of Edmonton to where they were ending up in um, Calgary for the night. So people were on the overpasses all along the way. They were waiting in Airdrie. They were waiting in Red Deer. They were waiting in Leduc. They were waiting in Calgary. And so we had our team out there late, late, late last night, like midnight and Mm -hmm. later or earlier, depending on what side of the day you're on. And we had super fun. Our team in Calgary were in the air this morning in a helicopter flying around the skies of Calgary early, early morning uh, to catch the trucks where they were staged and to watch them uh, pull out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, We have Mocha Bezergin. He's embedded on the convoy to tell you the other side of the story because you're definitely not going to get the truth of the convoy in the mainstream media. So um, that's what we're doing. And to follow along with all of their reports... Uh, you. This is on one of the overpasses. Look at that. This is how great this is, you know. Um, but to follow along with all of their reports, you can go to convoyreports.com. And at that same website, you can pitch in to cover the expenses because Mocha's renting a car to follow along with the convoy. Um, so he'll be there from Calgary all the way to Ottawa. He's going to incur, you know, hotel expenses along the way and gas and car rental. And, he, you know, he's not a big guy. He eats pretty cheap, but there, there will be food expenses too. So um, if you want to help out, go ahead and pitch in. It's at convoyreports.com because otherwise, the all you're going to hear is the mainstream media on this instead yeah. of actually from the truckers on the ground.
2: And they will probably try to discredit them and say that. 100%. Oh, you know, like everything that bad and everybody for looking them like, why, why they are doing that? They are crazy. No, (laughs) they are fighting for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I can't wait till an avocado goes up to $10 a piece because maybe the like pro Mm. five booster people, um, they'll get mugged by the reality of what a trucker means in the supply chain Mm -hmm. and what they mean to the cost of your favorite uh, exotic food from the United States and Mexico. Um, When your favorite trendy millennial food goes sky high, maybe they'll realize what these mandates are doing.
2: Because think about it, at minus 37, nothing is growing up here.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) No, I would have scurvy so fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, this is another thing. So Pastor Art Poloski, great guy. He's He was out last night uh, to meet and greet the truckers um, to offer them some food um, because they had left very, very early the very same day from BC. That's a long drive. Roads were treacherous last night, by the way. It was freezing rain and then snow on top of it. Um, so I mean, just a, a stressful drive. Um, driving in a convoy is actually kind of stressful and hard. You have to be constantly mm-hmm. aware of everything around you. Um, so, um, you know, it's just this is the best of Canada that we're seeing here. And it makes me so angry to see how they're painted by the mainstream media. It really frustrates yeah. me very much.
2: But I, I, uh, it's, it's the first time I actually have seen the story that all canada all canada all together like yeah. y- you know like sometimes it's like all oh, the french or the english i now it's mm-hmm. like oh everybody is in the same problem and we are all together and we love each other and we support each other it's i think it's 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 been a while that i didn't see that
0: yeah it's great you know like it, it's a mm-hmm. national unity project um, and everyone's united against Justin Trudeau. So, so mm-hmm. I couldn't be pleased, more pleased about it. Yeah. Um, one of the things, I, the ridiculousness of it, the whole vaccine mandates for truckers things to make everybody safer. Um, and I know we're getting dangerously close to having to evacuate from YouTube. Yeah. But there was a trucker last night who, an immigrant Canadian trucker, by the way, from Eastern Europe, it sounded like. He was a long haul trucker. He, would, he said, this is my first load back in Canada in I don't know how long because I normally haul back and forth. But he said, I'm too unclean to cross the border. So now I'm hauling medical supplies to hospitals. I'm like, oh, okay, so you're too unclean to cross the border, but you're just perfectly fine to handle medical supplies, going hospital to hospital. Science strikes again.
2: <laughs> Especially when we took a, think about we should all send them to Roxanne Road to crossover and just like such <laughs> <Yes. "Hey." laughs> a smart idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they will close it at that time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Finally, that's that's how we'd get Justin Trudeau to close the road. Um, Now, we should uh, sign off of YouTube because I feel like I'm getting dangerously close to jeopardizing uh, the company's YouTube channel. And like I always say, I always thought it would be David Menzies that (laughs) that gets the YouTube channel nuked instead of me. Um, So let's sign off of YouTube and invite our YouTube viewers to join us on the other platforms so that we can continue these dangerous conversations over there. And Mr. Producer will let me know when we're clear. Okay. We are all clear. Now, on other news over the weekend, Rebel News teams were, um, well, really, we were covering worldwide freedom protests literally around the world. We have a footprint in Australia and in the UK and then all across Canada. Um, And in Toronto, the um, Toronto police operations, they described... The worldwide freedom protests as um, anti vax and anti mask. And that leads me to believe that this is political policing and not actual policing because these people are really not, by and large, no. anti vaccine or anti mask. They're anti government making you do either one of those things. Um, And so they sent out this tweet saying, Queens Park uh, Legislature Building, 2 p.m. People gathered to protest anti-vax, anti-mask. And as Ezra points out, they're political activists running errands for politicians, spreading political propaganda. They've put their politics ahead of the Police Services Act. Um, And yeah, this guy points out you're spreading misinformation, claiming it is anti-vax, anti-mask. It's for freedom of choice and against mandates, coercion and lockdown. But I guess we don't have to guess where the Toronto police come down on this issue because how many times do we have to sue them for for assaulting our guys as they're covering these protests? Um, They've been political enforcers from the very beginning. They do the bidding of their political masters, and that's it. And so many of them. And uh, this is not all police. Don't write me letters. This is not all police. I know there are some good ones out there who absolutely hate this kind of stuff. Um, And that's why I so so viciously call out the bad ones is because you mark the good ones with your badness. And I don't like that either. Um, Mm. but this is, this is how it is now. This is, this is policing, um, that you just do the bidding of your political masters and that's it.
2: And that makes me so frustrated because when I was there, I was in the, uh, freedom Rally, And, uh, some of them are double bags. They just say, Hey, um, they promised me freedom. They promised me my life back. They promised me I will have like everything as a n- normal. And now I need to do another effort to have a third shot. And if I don't want, and if I refuse, I lose everything as I never did my part. Yeah. Yeah. So they just want m- more and more ones.
0: and more. Yeah. A lot of people are realizing that the government is just wanting more and more and more from you. A lot of people like Jordan Peterson says this all the time. Um, He is double vaxxed. He went out and he thought this was the trade off that if he did this, the lockdowns would end and the government would leave you alone now. Normally, Jordan Peterson is a very smart man, but I don't think he was very smart on this issue because now he's come and seen the light of day. But his Mm -hmm. first mistake was trusting the government to uphold their end of the bargain. And so now he is so against mandates and coercion. Um, And he's actually even come out and said, you know, like, I feel stupid for trusting the government on this issue. And that's a lot of the same sentiment of the people at these protests where they say, I did my part. Where, why isn't the government doing theirs now? Yeah, this is it. Enough yeah. is enough, enough COVID mandates. drop the masks and the idiot rules and get on with life today. Um, I don't know if you um, maybe ad, can you bring it up? Um, this is not exactly on the worldwide freedom protest thing, but can you bring up Jason Kenny's tweet about the trucker mandates because I don't want to yeah. talk about that for a second. So over the weekend, Jason Kenny, premier Jason Kenny, and he said this a couple yeah. times. That he's against the vaccine mandates for truckers. Well, good, me too. But what about all the oil field truckers? Yeah, All the oil field truckers, um, a lot of them depends on who you work for. But to get onto a site, to move a rig, haul equipment on and off an oil field lease, mm-hmm. it depends on where you're going, where the site is you've got to be vaccinated. So it would be really nice if Jason Kenny would also go to bat for some of the other major players in the trucking industry out here in Alberta. But this is what he says. Nobody wants to see empty shelves and higher prices. We need some common sense here. Ottawa should drop the vax mandate for truckers now. Yeah, but That's for the where, same yeah. reason, for the same reason, you should drop it for everybody. I would like exactly. the guys in trucking after a long day of hauling stuff, to be able to go and have a beer in a bar with their friends. But because they are unvaccinated or unwilling to participate in the biomedical police state that is the vaccine passport system, they don't get to go. So even if you drop the vax mandate for truckers federally, Jason Kenney's own government is enforcing a vax mandate for our truckers to go and unwind or for anybody to go and unwind. And nobody gets the hypocrisy in all of this?
2: Yeah, but us, uh, same if you're on Vax, you cannot buy alcohol or cannabis or you cannot have fun. <laughs> I'm wondering yeah. if the bar reopens, um, um, if the double Vax will be allowed to go and uh, have a beer in the bar, but when the vaccine passport will pass to the third dose, who will be allowed to drink a beer or drink wine? Yeah, what we can see so far, uh, it's uh, our uh, supply, it's coming low and low. We can see like you have some hole in all the place in the shop. So I think it would get worse and worse and worse if uh, they don't drop this mandate. Because I'm not sure that the trucker will actually comply. I think they will just leave.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing empty shelves in Alberta here, empty meat shelves too, by the way, this is where the animals are. Mm. Like (laughs) we do a lot of the meat processing here and our shelves are empty. Our produce shelves are empty. Um, and I'm sure the produce problem is directly related to, uh, truckers who are not able to cross the border, um, doing those heavy haul, long haul trips from, um, California and Mexico with our produce. Um, it's outrageous. Um, you know, I'm sure I uh, took some video though. <laughs> I'm just laughing cause there's some halal meat left. Um, but, but um, <laughs> you know, I took, some midi- <laughs> I took some video when I was buying groceries a couple of weeks ago when this sort of first started to hit. Um, and it was really, it was really bad. Um, now uh, one thing we were talking about in the Skype or Skype planning meeting was what's happening in Quebec. Um, because yes. your vaccine mandate is set to roll out to hit big box stores now. Tell us about but, this.
2: But uh, s- starting today, um, you cannot go to Walmart. You cannot go to Costco. You cannot go to um, like Canadian Tire, I think, uh, Staple. Um, all the big, big uh, store that is 1,500 square meter. Uh, You cannot enter if you are not vaccinated. So right now I know that Costco have a hard issue because of their membership card. Everybody's calling to cancel it and get a refund. And so I have um, someone who sent me over a discussion that I had in the phone with uh, an employee who say that now, since they asked the vaccine passport and they have some issue with the customer, he have the power to end up the phone anytime that he wants to. So um, what the employee say that you need to write a letter to uh, Costco to ask for their refund for the, their member card. And as well, if you go and show up at the... I think you will be escorted to the place by some people who work there to ask for your refund. So you cannot ask, you cannot enter freely inside. Um, and um, for uh, all you call it for the tool and the construction tool, um, hardware uh, shop. Hardware. So some of them say no. We are. We don't want to comply uh, to this. Uh, I don't know if it passed. If they wanted to the the, the businessmen, the constructor people, uh, to be exempt because it's a part of their job. If they are not getting their tool to uh, yeah. do some construction, they cannot still work. So I think they have been examed, uh, for now, but. And especially because they were saying, but that is essential. If something broke inside of your house, you need to repair it. If you have like, I don't know, like um, your um, uh, toilet is broken and the water is getting floating, you need to to go and um, buy what you need to repair it. Yeah. So as a lot of people were saying, but that is an essential shop. You cannot stop people to go, but they were saying that you have a smaller shop, but What's the point that everybody rushed to a smaller place where everybody would be like stuck together inside of a shop and the contamination would be higher? What's the point? That makes no sense. Everybody would touch the thing and it's smaller. So it, everything doesn't make sense for by the science, you know. If it's smaller, you get more people, and uh, the contagion is, is is more close. So so right now, um not only you cannot smoke cannabis you cannot buy cannabis but you cannot buy alcohol um and you cannot go to big store as walmart where the grocery is cheaper and so what's what's the point so now we are on that we will have maybe a health taxer we cannot buy cheap grocery we need to go to small one that everything costs more because they are smaller shops so it's not everybody will be able to afford that. It's just I, the, the, the middle class or the lower class will be more and more and more poor because they cannot afford. And fun fact, if you want to deliver some alcohol, you need to pay $12 for delivery every time that you want some.
0: You can't even drown your sorrows about living in a biomedical police state. Um, that was my first... response when I heard that the big box stores like Walmart and Costco were moving towards the VAX passport system was that this becomes a punishment once again on the unvaccinated poor or the the poor who Mm -hmm. do not want to participate in the biomedical police state. And it's because groceries are cheaper in Walmart than they are in your local boutique health food store. So The poor are the ones who are going to suffer from this. Not to mention, given the supply chain issues, you're cutting the people off from the grocery stores with the strongest supply chains. Walmart has a Mm -hmm. very strong supply chain. Costco has a very strong supply chain. I was saying in the meeting, our planning meeting, when hurricanes hit the United States, sometimes Walmart can get there quicker. With water and supplies, than mm-hmm. FEMA can, than the American government, because their supply chains are stronger. They have warehouses that are more able to deploy things. So now you've got the poor who are being chased into boutique grocery stores where they can't afford the groceries, if the groceries are even
2: there. What could possibly what, go wrong? What What do you want? What What do you think it will happen? What do you think it will happen? Quebec people, they will cross to Ontario mm-hmm. and they will go in their shop and they will bring it back home. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: so going to be Idaho, a boom for business.
1: Boom.
2: <laughs> boom
0: for business in Ottawa as people just go across the river and get groceries where, you know, that at least it's still legal to buy groceries as an unvaccinated person in a big box store.
2: Yeah. It's it's what will happen. What like you you drive two hours, you go to buy your stuff, it will cost you same if the gas, if you count the gas, it would same it still cheaper than if you buy it in the small shop, small store. So I I don't think it's really a smart move because right now, you know, that Costco doesn't do delivery, but I was just wondering why they, they are doing that to Costco and Walmart because they have a grocery store. So that is essential. But what they were saying is because their main supply, it's not grocery, but I'm thinking Costco is mostly grocery, grocery. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. they say so that? Walmart. Because it's not their main, their main goal is not the grocery. It's what they say. It's why they put the vaccine passport on it. No,
0: this is social credit.
2: That's all this says. This is, um, those, <laughs> those pesky poor people
0: and the people in the middle class, they're still not doing what we want them to do. So now we're going mm-hmm. to cut them off from their favorite stores because we cut them off from sports going out, alcohol, cannabis, going to the gym, um, eating inside with their friends. We cut them off from all those things and they still didn't listen to us. So now we have to cut them off from their favorite stores.
2: And breaking at one, we know the strategy of the government to persuade the unvaccinated to get their first dose, what they can do more than what they have (laughs) already done. COVID they, were jail. Call. <laughs> they, they were actually t- talking to call and to reach every unvaccinated people in Quebec to know why they, are, they have not taken the vaccine yet. I think you, that's be... why.
0: <laughs> I can't wait till they call you. <laughs> I can't wait.
2: <laughs> that is harassment from the gover- government. Yeah. Oh, give them in you your call. you a call? <laughs> the, two, the two million... The $200 million on advertising there is not enough for them. They need to call them too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Joints for jabs. Look at this. Hold out, Alexa. Maybe you can get a get joint some... for
2: jab. Yeah. Washington State will give you free weed to get vaccinated. What?
0: <laughs> Do you know what? At least it's better than giving you a donut or a burger. I guess, you know, like, is it, is it, I guess probably better. I'm, I'm not sure. I I just, so what what do you do
2: for the children? They give weed to the children as well. (laughs) We give it to the parents. I don't know if it's legal. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Krispy Kreme giving away donuts. Um, if you get vaccinated, I think in Toronto they were giving like Harvey's burgers or something for your health. You see, you have to get vaccinated for your health. Yeah, popsicle. I was, yeah. it was that's, popsicle, that's not- dog grooming. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Vaccine
0: oh. groomers. Shake shack shake offering shake. burgers if you get vaccinated. If this what? is all it takes for you to sell out your moral convictions like a free burger. Mm
2: yeah I don't, I, know. I don't know I never heard I never heard that in the story oh yeah if you get bags I will give you like a good meal I never heard that before it's, <laughs> it's just <laughs> in the past time everybody was rushing there because everybody was falling in the street because they were dying really dying and now we're just like you should get bags I will give you a hamburger
0: <laughs> I, know, I know imagine being a, va- a vaccine holdout and then like a, a milkshake is the thing that breaks you and it's like you know i lost my job uh, my family mm. won't talk to me i haven't gone to anywhere in months because i'm not allowed to go anywhere but you know what your burger has really changed my mind what <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, it's what i was saying like it's, that it's, makes the, me the never want to didn't... eat fries again. Why is yeah, this, oh, no. Why is it so gross? How he's eating fries. He's like eating three and then just like bending them into his mouth. It's like he's the, mm-hmm. see these lizards. He's used to eating flies with a big long tongue because he's just a lizard in a skin suit. Look at his hands.
1: Some people love hamburgers. It, some don't. Oh my they god. Won't respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm.
0: Yuck. I don't want to hear this lizard chewing in my ear.
2: (laughs) Maybe at one point when we will have nothing on the, the shelter, like the, the, the shell, um, on the grocery. And when you will have like one hamburger for maybe $40, (laughs) maybe you will change your idea.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's a good point. The supply chain issues. When, when we have no food, Maybe that free hamburger will make a lot more sense. But for now, Ooh. I never want to eat fries in a burger again after watching that, because I don't think that man actually eats fries in a burger. He actually made it seem gross and weird. I don't if that were possible, but he did. I'm just my skin is crawling. It's weird. just <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Uh, we are at 11 o'clock my time, one o'clock your time. Uh, I know that you have a very busy day because you told me the list of things that you're doing and I'm like, that's four days worth of work, Alexa, and it's Monday. Um, so let's get to some of these chats. Um, and then, uh, we'll wrap up the show and let you get back to work because, um, you've got to save an entire province apparently. Um, (laughs) before we go on, uh, I should mention that Nat and Kat have a brand new show, and um, they are doing the audio launch of their show tomorrow at 7 p.m. So if you are listening to us in podcast form, this show, um, make sure you subscribe to uh, Rebel News on whatever place you get your podcast, so your podcatcher, as they say. It's called Misunderstood with Nat and Cat. Um, And it's something a little different, um, something for the young people. As I say that, I instantly sound old. (laughs) But um, it's uh, (laughs) pop culture news from a Christian conservative perspective. um, And it's fun and it's interesting. And it will give you hope for the young people out there. And if you are a subscriber to Rebel News Plus, maybe consider uh, getting a subscription for some of the younger people in your life. Um, because there will be new things for them to watch and consume um, coming out behind our paywall, um, including Nat and Kat's show. So um, if you maybe want to bring your young people to conservatism, this might help.
2: Yeah, do I'm too old?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you know I am. Um, (laughs) Their show is uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and... For those of you who are not quite yet a subscriber to Rebel News Plus, these girls have, I don't know how they did this, but good for them. Good hustle girls. They've got a coupon code for 25% off a brand new Rebel News Plus subscription, um, and the coupon code is misunderstood 25 so MISS, M I S S understood 25 all one word and give you 25 percent off your rebel news plus subscription so um that's really great good job girls i'm actually interviewing the two of them for my wednesday show the gun show which will also be behind the paywall so uh, i'm interested to learn oh look at them how cute they are oh they're getting new headshots i said i would quit if i don't get a new headshot but they're getting new headshots (laughs) that's fine it's fine i just look like my uh, like one, I have an older day, sister who doesn't sleep enough. <laughs> Whatever.
2: Um, we, wait, we are waiting for your gray hair. <laughs> They're
0: there. They're there. Anyways, <laughs> um, we've got uh, $10 from What's Going Down. It uh, says, everyone, please email your MP requesting a vote of non-confidence against Trudeau. There's about 100,000 trucks and 500,000 people going to Ottawa. Imagine hundreds of emails to each MP. That is a slight exaggeration. Um, And there are going to be a lot of trucks and a lot of people, but I don't think we need to exaggerate. Um, Secondarily, um, you just can't have a vote of non-confidence. It has to be a confidence issue, like a budget um, Mm -hmm. or or some other um, vote where the government brings forward... Uh, something to vote on, and it gets voted down, that is a confidence vote. And that can cause a government to fall. So um, I guess we got to sort of keep waiting until a matter of confidence comes along. And you better hope that the other parties don't decide to prop up the Liberals, because that continues to happen, especially with the NDP. There's mm-hmm. a little civics lesson for everybody there. Um, uh, Kane and Mark good Alberta guy gives us a buck. Happy Monday girls. How's David? Well, we see him on Tuesday. Shout out to a D. Um, do we have a graphic yet? A fun graphic for a D or are you just using the guitar? You're not doing anything. Are you? Okay. Um David. <laughs> there it is. um, David, uh, we, uh, sort of anticipated back by the end of the week. Um, hopefully, um, but I do have to check in with him because, um, I need to know if I need to cover off a show for him. But as, as I said, he will be back. We are getting tons of emails and support about David. Um, I miss him as much as you guys do. Trust me on that. Um, he's beloved. Um, but he's taking some time away. Um, and he deserves it. He's been going really nearly a hundred percent for seven years almost. And yep. so, um, it, Let's just let him relax and recuperate. And he's, he's still around, and we can't wait to have him back. And we appreciate everybody's concern for him. Thank you. Uh, Tyler Shelton gives us five bucks. Forced vaccination is a random death sentence. It's like the government making you play Russian roulette. I don't even, need to, I don't even think we need to be that um, dramatic about it. It's just your personal choice. And that's what it should come down to. You do what's best for you, and it's got nothing to do with Justin Trudeau or your premier or your public health bureaucrat that makes way too much money. Uh, History Club World gives us a buck. You should put a tracker on your convoy website to show the location of the convoy along the way. Also, you should try to get interviews with all the truckers possible. Well, um, I don't know if you heard, but we do have a, uh, a journalist, Mocha, berserkin Uh i say his name different every time i say it but i think it's berserkin and he is uh embedded he's embedded with the convoy so he's going to be talking to lots of truckers lots of their supporters the people who are rallying to greet the truckers along the way and maybe even some of the truckers families about what this mandate means for them if they don't comply if they don't take a stand so um stay tuned Oh, look at that. Oh. Tons of support going through Strathmore, Alberta, and throughout the route. You know, Strathmore is a great town near Calgary, west of Calgary. Um, this is the convoy headed west, and um, this is out the window of Mocha's car in the convoy. So that's just wonderful.
2: Wow. That's beautiful to see.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's, it's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, Fraser McBurney gives us five bucks. Fraser always has his cap locks on, which is, um, it's great. It's how I know it's Fraser out of the corner of my eye (laughs) before I even read the comment. Um, five bucks. It's well past time to end the emergency powers. They should have ended the emergency powers two weeks from when they started. Yeah. What are we on month 22? The third year anyway, of two weeks to flatten the curve. And people are still like, we're going to comply our way out of this
2: never mm. <laughs> do do the uh, renew every 10 days like us For i quit you?
0: paying attention i quit paying attention because oh. it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter <laughs> it'll end when it ends <laughs> and i i don't i don't comply with them anyway right so um i know in uh in edmonton they just keep renewing them renewing them renewing yeah. them okay. um and and they never even justify it the reason the reason mm-hmm. they expire is supposed to you're supposed to justify why you still need the power. That's what but they never do. Yeah. They they actually threw out the reason that they expire and just don't even do that anymore either. They don't even go through the theater of it all. It's just like, yep, we renewed them. Ta-da. Congratulations. Yeah. Not even a uh, debate. Boop. Yeah, there's no there's no debate. They just do it instead no. of having yeah. to prove their work or show yeah. how they work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they would never.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't.
1: Uh,
0: DRB 1313, five bucks. The protest at Queen's Park was about individual freedom as guaranteed in our Constitution, to which I thought police swore an oath to uphold. Good point. Guess I was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Guess you were. <laughs> Guess you were. Mm-hmm. The police definitely yeah. did swear that. Did they mean it? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Uh, history club world gives us a box uh uh, no wait how is david oh here history club world gives us a buck how is david doing i think i answered that it's been a while since he posted anything and i know one of the last times we saw him was his assault also rebel should give sheila and alexa a weekly show well i would not be mad about that
2: yeah. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't be mad about that. I just don't know how I would be able to pull Alexa off, saving her province single-handedly
2: so that she could have her own show. <laughs> yeah. Especially, uh, if I I received so much email recently to join the press conference. I want to tell everybody I try so much. I'm trying and I'm trying, but they keep refusing me. Uh, they keep re- refusing revenues but I'm doing my best to get into these press conference to ask a real question, but it didn't work yet, but I would keep yeah. trying. Yeah. yeah. They don't want you I'm there. They want all, head.
0: they want repeaters, not reporters there. And you're a reporter. They are government repeaters. But um, before yeah. we give Alexa more work, I really just want to give her a day off. <laughs> that seems to be a bit of an un- yeah. impossibility right now. Um <laughs> Alberta Separatist gives us a buck, says, for perspective, a 53-foot truck holds 26 pallets. Grocery stores require three to six truckloads of food product per week, or they start to empty out. Consider the impact of 50,000 trucks not delivering products. Prep for shortages but well worth it to force the government to back off. Yeah, I can do without for a little bit. Plus, I'm a bit of a prepper as it is. So I'll be okay. I just worry about the people who don't have the capacity to hold a couple freezers full of meat, like on on the other side of the wall from me, and Mm -hmm. don't have like a storage room full of pickles and pickled things and canned goods. Um, I'll be fine. I just don't like the idea of the rest of the people hurting because they don't have these things. But this is a hurt, unfortunately, that Justin Trudeau brought about. So I don't hold any ill will towards anybody who's causing a supply chain shortage at this point, as long as the cause is just. Uh, uh, inner Peace uh, says, I just came from the grocery store. Things are thinning. Yeah, you could not find Rice Krispies, Rice Krispies, in Rice a p- major yeah. upscale Suburb yeah. of Edmonton over the weekend, there were none, not even like no name ones. No store name. You it's, couldn't find those either.
2: It's what they say in our in the media that everything is started with the cereal. Every yeah, every cereal is is missing.
0: Yeah, I couldn't find cinnamon. Cinnamon. Like two weeks ago, (laughs) there was none. I found some in a bulk section in a random store and I just filled a bag and I took it home and put it in a pickle jar. Um, And (laughs) so I feel like I'll be using it as currency at some point. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, my friend in Northern Ontario, her son has with autism only eats four things uh, and one of those things is goldfish crackers. I want to send her some, but Canada Post is slowing down too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah because I mean, that's they the fire thing. Them too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And because of supply chain shortages in the grocery store, people are doing a lot of online ordering. I know I am. Immediately, I went to Amazon looking for cinnamon. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm going on Amazon looking for cinnamon. But it was a real. I needed cinnamon, but I won't need cinnamon for a long, long time. I have all the cinnamon no. in northern Alberta. Everybody, if you're I looking for cinnamon, <laughs> just stop. I have it all. There's none. <laughs> um, History Club World says any time frame until they get Alberta's get to Alberta's best city, Medicine Hat. Also, plans for Rebel to expand down to Medicine Hat. You know, sometimes we send uh, the team from Calgary to cover some stories out in Medicine Hat um I think they might I'm not sure if they'll be coming down to Medicine Hat uh it sounds like they're going straight out uh west on Highway 1 um and they were at Strathmore about an hour ago so um I guess if if you're near Medicine Hat they'd be coming through your area right away um Mm -hmm. I think it's Convoy for Freedom 2022 on Facebook. They have uh, a lot of the details posted there. So if you're looking to see when they're coming through your uh, area, that would be it. And I think we're all caught up. We're 13 minutes over (laughs) time. Yes. Yes. I think I'm hosting tomorrow again with Adam, who was not able to make the show today because he was in a chopper in the sky. So, but you know, the winner is ultimately me because I got to co-host with Alexa. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Alexa, for being my co-host. Thank yes. you to everybody in studio putting the show together, including the people behind the scenes to publish everything to make sure that our viewers can watch us. Thank you to everybody who pitched in to keep the lights on. Um, I'll see everybody back here tomorrow, and as David Menzies always says, stay sane.
3: I'm done.
1: With this question? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done
3: with COVID. Oh, I, I'm done. It's yeah. like, I I went so hard on COVID. I,
2: yeah, I remember. sprayed
3: the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, we all did it, right? And, no, no, we
1: didn't all okay, do cool. it.
3: Okay, Well, here's the thing. A lot no, of we us, didn't all do A it. lot of us did do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a Trumper. (laughs) I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago And you will find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. The city of Flint, Michigan, which is 80%, I think, minority students, has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think it's, it's, it's a pandemic. It's, it's like at this point, but, it's a pandemic yeah. of bureaucracy. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's not, yeah, it's not real anymore.